and African Nets and those of you who are African adjacent to the appeal, aka Walker's Appeal. We're back, we're back, we're back. I am Oz Bryan and my co host. And Rob. Yeah man. Uh took a little break, but we're back. Live touches of The blackest hour of your week. We got a lot on the table, a lot to catch up on. The the world hasn't gotten any less crazier. <laughs> Not and, at all. Uh, We've been dying to get back here, man. Um, how you been, Rob? I can't complain. You know, still got all my limbs. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Uh, it's been heavy. Um, you know, uh, you know, we out here trying to do the do the people's work. I like to say uh, we have a, a the STEM program who uh, with Doctor Rockman Munaj, uh, aka Brett Sin. Uh, he might be our guest next week. You know, I, I got to get him on here. You know, the idea of uh, black education and, and there are a whole lot of different philosophies on moving forward. We're going to touch on some of that today. Um, but uh, uh, we have, I mean, it's lots of going on. First, uh, you know, <clears throat> Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm a Dave Chappelle fan. I, I'm not, I'll, 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 I'll I'll gladly admit to being a Dave Chappelle fan. But he is catching some heat now, right? It is starting to push back. It yeah. seems like the same kind, of push, same kind of pushback he gets every after every special. <laughs> it's great That's for that. People keep falling for it. He's setting them up, and they keep falling for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but now, like, I know he, he just released a video like yesterday or two days ago oh. talking about how he's having a problem getting a screening for his documentary. And how he's going to have to scream himself. So, yeah, I mean, it's starting to catch up on him. You know what I mean? So it's starting okay. to catch up. <laughs> See, the thing is, though, he has a, oh, a fan base that's loyal to him. He, he's a different product. So it's, it's not like most Hollywood types where they're completely controlled by their studios, number one. He isn't. Yeah, word. He damn sure isn't. Um, did you get a chance to, ca- to watch the closer? No, not yet. I just. Not yet, yet. I don't want to spoil it for you, but I'm going to spoil it for you. <laughs> I'm not really spoil it for you. I can't deliver the jokes like he can. But first of all, I didn't think it was – I thought he – it was very – it was very uh, transgender. Okay. transgender. The LBTG here. So it was yeah. very transgender-centric, I thought. Yeah. I mean, too transgender-centric. Um, yeah. The whole show was actually about uh, a, a friend of his who yeah. committed suicide. Right. Yeah, and, 
they were bullied basically by social media. So here you go again, the same people who he was talking about in the special are, are up to the same tricks. This is all they do. I, I, I thought he, he probably felt that since he's centering it around this LGBT person, that mm-hmm. they, he will be immune from the LGBT, and that is no... <laughs> no, I think he knew. I think he knew. I think he knew. That's why he did what he did. That's the same, this is the same thing he did. If you saw his last comedy special, he, even, he basically set the whole thing up. And then what happened? The exact group that he was talking about responded the exact same way he said they would. No, but when I say this one is very centric, like other ones have been black centric. There was one with mm-hmm. running jokes about Bill Cosby, right? I remember that one. That was real cool. But the running, the running theme here is this one central person who mm-hmm. uh, he, he, I mean, I mean, he essentially embraces. This was, it was his friend and she had stuck up for him. You know, I understand the story. I, I just haven't watched the special yet. So it's not that they're doing the, the quote unquote activists that he was talking about and the extra angry media creation that's going after him is exactly the target that he was targeting. Have you seen pictures of the protests? Have you seen the folks who are protesting? Yeah. It's, it's, two, it's two black sisters, right? It's, a couple of them, and one of them, they just got exposed for basically being a complete hypocrite. <laughs> and and uh, the, the part that I, I would hope gets a lot of traction, it's not, but it's okay. I don't expect it to. I shouldn't really expect it to. Is mm-hmm. when he says, you know, you could be LGBT, claim, claim, um, claim discrimination. However, you're still white males with white yeah. male privilege. And you can still be very, 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 very racist. I mean, sure. And that's why I wanted to the 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 headline for this this episode was "Black folks can't be racist." You have to understand what racism is. Racism yeah. is a system of oppression. I have never oppressed. I can't. Mm. Right? And even if I try, I'm, the system will correct me. So the idea of racism isn't that you can do something that's wrong. The fact that you can do something that's wrong and get away with it. That's the problem. The whole system will get away with it. Uh, well, not even just get away with it. To the system, it isn't wrong. The system itself is tilted. Later on in the show, we're going to discuss this um, this uh, <laughs> true crime. I'm looking at true crime podcast, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's called uh, Mississippi Goddamn. It's on reveal. It's about the murder of Billy Joe Johnson a 17-year-old who was pulled over for a, uh, who was actually, I mean, 17-year-old, so he's a senior in high school. He's a mm-hmm. football superstar in in Loosedale, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. What does that mean when I say he's a football superstar? High school football superstar from Loosedale, Mississippi. What does that mean? He's probably big shit, especially in a small town. <laughs> he's big shit, right? <laughs> he's the hopes and dreams of his entire family going back generations are on his back. He got acceptances coming from Auburn University. He's mm. trying to go to the NFL, baby. They said that he pulled him over. The officer walked back to his car to run his license for, and he shot himself. That doesn't even begin to make sense. <laughs> and when do you think this happened? When do I think this happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This shit could have been yesterday for all I know. 
Yeah, it was only 2008. It was only 2008. Oh, okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> right? I mean, so when I, when I say Mississippi, some people might think I'm talking about the 50s or 60s. No, no, no. No. I mean, for some people, right? Some people can't believe it's still that bad. Like, it can't yeah, be that okay. bad. But we'll get into that later. The, the people who still power. can't believe it's that bad are the reason shit is still that bad. It's, it goes directly back to what you were saying. The system itself makes it so that people can walk around oblivious if it doesn't actually touch them. That's how people can. That's how you can have a whole section of society silently support something and still, you know, truly obliviously in some cases claim that. Well, I'm not racist. Okay, you you personally may not be a bigot, but if you support a system and benefit from that system and do nothing to dis just launch that system, it means you're okay with it. And I'm not talking about people who ain't affected. I'm people, people who are affected still think it ain't that bad. Right? In other words, if, if, you, if you live under a state of oppression, you just think that's the way national way of things, and that's the way things are. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know no And so you, you accept it that way. But um, Sure. So now, what if Dave Chappelle wasn't uh, this big draw. What would happen if he said the same thing? Like, well, in other words, what if he was me? What would happen to me if I said the same thing? Oh, they'd, they'd have a protest at your school. The same, it's the same playbook. It's just you wouldn't have the clout and the ability to <laughs> So when they get up there on TV with all five of their activists and whoever many people they can ship in from wherever the fuck, and they get on TV and make it seem like there's a huge crowd, you're going to seem like the odd man out. And they're going to stand there with their bullhorns and their makeup and act a goddamn fool on TV. And the media will make it seem like it's a huge crowd, even if there's only like four of them. Because honestly, this whole Netflix thing, you don't have a thousand trans employees. So where the fuck did all these people come from? It wasn't even a thousand people there. It was like 20 something. (laughs) So, um, Dave Chappelle essentially just fortunate to have developed the capital, the social capital, to have withstand what he's going through now. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. he'd be out in the wind like anybody else. Yeah, it don't matter if you're right or wrong. It matters what kind of media attention you can get. That's how this quote-unquote movement has gotten so far. It doesn't make any sense to me that, you know, you're talking about like what, maybe 1% of the total population? But they get but then, yeah, more yeah. done. <laughs> <laughs> in the media than anything else. It's like, you know, right. we're still getting our ass kicked left and right, but, you know, hey. Work. And, this, and, and he said it, right? I could say nigga with impunity. Sure. <laughs> no one broke that. No one broke we, that. We talk about this kind of stuff all the time. How do you have an entire genre of entertainment devoted to the degradation of, of an entire group of people? You couldn't say kill that Chinese guy. You couldn't say kill that <laughs> Jewish guy. But shoot a nigger and it's fine. In all different forms of media and entertainment. Look at a show. Like- Look at a show like Empire. Look at a show. You know, if you have crime-centered dramas about any other group like that, there's constant complaints. I don't care if they're winning awards or not. HBO will hardly ever make a series about like a Jewish crime family and a bunch of them running around in yarmulkes cutting each other up or some shit. That's not going to be on Netflix. Even if there was a Jewish mafia, they're not touching that shit. Even the Italians complained about the Godfather. Word. 
And you're talking about the quote-unquote American gangster motif has been popular for how long? And Italians still complain about it because they're fucking criminals. We're not all criminals. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Not only did the Italians complain about using the word mafia in the Godfather movies, they were actually gangsters who were complaining about it. Actual Because that's bad for business. <laughs> they are businessmen, thank you very much. You can't make this stuff up, baby. But that shows you they've got a better lobby than we do. Everyone has a better lobby than we do. I mean, that just to me just doesn't make any goddamn sense. We do, we do how much of the heavy lifting? Well, let's be real here. And again, that was another Dave Chappelle special where he says we're getting, uh, what's the word, uh, outclassed at the Discrimination Olympics or something like that. But right. we're at everybody else's protest. That's the thing. I, I've said it before. You could have a situation pop off. Perfect example here in New York City. Something could pop off and we're out there front and center fighting for whatever or whoever. But let some shit go down like with uh, Gurley. And see how quick your support, poof, vanishes. And all of a sudden, you could get maybe two Chinese people at your protest to, you know, stop police whooping your ass. But when the shoe's on the other foot, a thousand Chinese people show up out of nowhere. Half of them don't even fucking speak English, but their signs are in English. How the fuck? Where the fuck? What's going on here? In that they had, they had Martin Luther King signs when they were protesting. Um, and we'll use the same slogans. <laughs> using, using black, they they use. I mean, come on, man. I mean, listen. But that shows. But what does that show you? Their organizers are using the same tactics. It's an industry for these people. They're going to go from whatever is popular and whatever pays. That's half the problem right there. There's so much of the. There's so much of America that is a stage play. It's not even funny. So the fact that a large majority of our politics. It's basically a production, a low rent production because we're not paid well. <laughs> so this is what you end up with. It's all a show, folks. That's how you could. That's how you could have something like this go down. And the most talked about, quote unquote, gay issue is a bunch of offended people who are upset at a comedy special. Let alone one of the top LGBT officials is on fucking maternity leave while the part of the economy he's overseeing is disintegrating. But nobody's talking about that shit. Straight up. Straight up. Um, and this corny motherfucker had the nerve to run for president, and you can't even fix this shit? You're not even in the office? Talking about maternity leave? Wasn't neither one of y'all actually pregnant. Get your ass back to work. Can you imagine if Colin Powell had decided to stay home because it was fucking Juneteenth during a war? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's laughable. It is laughable. I mean, which um, classic to segue into our next thing. Kyrie Irving. I mean, Kyrie Irving. I'm not even. And, and, and for the record, I'm not even sure it's that separate. The two are tangentially connected because here you go. He's got the clout to actually stand his ground, unlike most people. Hell, he's got more. He's got more backbone 
than uh, most of the NBA put together. Because last time when they were about to strike, when the pandemic first hit, Obama was able to con these motherfuckers into calming down. Well, I guess we better go back to work. The popular black man <laughs> said we got to. Yeah, <laughs> what the fuck? He was trying to convince players not to go, not to play in that bubble down in Orlando. He was really trying to. Uh, yeah, he, he was. Yeah, he was. He, he himself ended up playing in the bubble, but he was trying to advocate because he's a member of the players' union. Mm-hmm. Because all right, um, one. Uh, so he, I, I, I listen to certain media, but I. You know, you know the thing that you shouldn't be listening to, but you listen to it anyway. Okay. So there's a there's a brother, a sportscast named Stephen A. Smith, <laughs> um, uh, who 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 is from Southeast Queens, by the way. How <laughs> to stand up? And 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 I want to like him. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. Uh-huh. And and you know, and he's gotten better over the years. I will admit, he's gotten much better. There was some real coolish stuff he said over the years, but he's gotten better. And now he's getting—he's confusing himself because he's, he actually feels or speaks as if he's an advocate for, quote-unquote, black people. No, but he's, an, he's a mouthpiece for what's acceptable to the people he works for, for black people. So he's going to translate what's acceptable to his higher-ups into black talk, and then we're supposed to fall in line because it's a black mouth saying it in black language. Even worse, even worse than that, he actually says he speaks. I mean, he actually says he actually. If you if I if you listen, because to if him, everybody in the room is telling his big ass head, you can take this message back to your people and translate it into their tongue so that they understand our position. And he goes, "Yeah, that's a good idea. I can be the special Negro. I will translate your magic words to them. I'll be right back." <laughs> Stop for this shit. I mean, I mean it's, it's even even more overt than that. I feel sometimes, like the, anyway. So he goes on this long tirade about Kyrie Irving, and essentially he's accusing Kyrie Irving of not wanting to work. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things I got to point out, right? Um, Kyrie Irving and his refusal to, well, he's he's not he's not taking the vaccine straight up. Yeah, now, he didn't say he wouldn't play. <laughs> That's the difference. He says, so the idea of the talk is like you should just take the vaccine to play. Mm-hmm. But we are, are we discussing that even people who have taken the vaccine are still getting sick and still missing Because that's pain. how the vaccine works. The vaccine doesn't stop you from getting sick. It doesn't stop you from spreading. So what's the purpose of the vaccine then? It, if you're a high-risk person, if you've got a jacked-up immune system, it can keep the symptoms from being as bad when you get them, but that's that's the best and, you can hope for. And suppose you're not, you don't have these these issues. Again, he is a, he's an all pro athlete. I mean, I don't know, he could have heart problems, but by but all these, the measures, those are underlying issues that anyone could have. You're not going to know about. It's unfortunate, but this you're rolling the dice as much as anyone is. There's but some of us who have had it and don't even realize it because it's become in, it has to become endemic. When they first started telling the public, "Oh, take this vaccine and go back to normal," that was the trap. Because if you quote unquote go back to normal, then all you un, you think you're perfectly safe, vaccinated fuckers running around coughing and rubbing up against each other, you're just spreading it. You're just fucking spreading it. That was the point. And you have such an illiterate public that they were able to pull this con, number one. Number two, you got Fauci's lying ass up there for over a year 
Number three, you got it to become such a political issue that the same people who were like, I'm not taking Trump's vaccine, as soon as the election's over, is rolling up their sleeves to take the exact same vaccine. Trump didn't make this shit in his bathtub. It's the same fucking companies, you moron. But now it's safe because somebody, an election happened. No, I'm, that, I'm not even, again, it's I'm a giant saying, fucking stage play. What I'm saying is, okay, number one, um, which, which, which vaccine got the, got the booster shot first? I'm not sure. Johnson and Johnson was out of it for a little bit because they had now, all kinds of problems. Pfizer got the got approval for a booster shot first. So one, why do you one why do you need a booster so? Because the shit the doesn't work, <laughs> right? Two, two. If you have normal, if you get natural immunity because you got it and you overcame it naturally, you have a mo- you have. I think they said between six and seven times the immunity. It lasts longer. Than the, if you had a fully vaccinated vaccine. person, a vaccine means you're, you're supposed to expose your body to the actual virus. So if you, but you're not even doing. This isn't even exposing you to that though. This is just literally going in and changing your immune system, the way it reacts. Exactly. To the virus. Not. So it's not really a vaccine. No, the man who invented this mRNA uh, therapy has even said that's not how this works. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's, so it's, people are listening. The public is being fed information by someone, Fauci, who's literally a political actor instead of the people who actually developed the process. The guy who paid money to develop the goddamn virus is the one on TV telling people what to do instead of the person who worked on the cure or works on those cures. That's how upside down our system and our society is. But, okay, I can't expect I people to make you can't expect people to make rational and logical decisions when all their sample data is given to them is false. It's like if I give you a test and I tell you it's a multiple choice test, you have to pick one of these answers, but all the answers are false. I've already stacked the deck against you. You can't pass this test. But you don't know that. You go in and you take the test in good faith. That's the exact situation that the public finds themselves in every time they turn on the goddamn TV. So I'm, 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 I'm looking at it from another angle, right? I, I agree with you. Pfizer got a booster mm-hmm. shot first is because it was underperforming relative to Moderna. Moderna was actually mm-hmm. performing better, hence, therefore, they didn't need a booster shot. <laughs> They've actually pushed for the Moderna recently because, you know, I guess they, you know, the, the, the people who actually ask questions. As to why there's a booster shot for one. So my point is, they're still figuring this stuff out. And not to mention, that actually is a vaccine because there's a COVID pill now. Oh, yeah. They were waiting for that to go to market. There's no way you develop that pill that quick, bro. Now, that's actually a vaccine. The COVID pill is actually a vaccine, as I'm I'm understanding it. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, again, they're still figuring this out. So my point is, you know, what what, what Kyrie is doing or waiting is, is is not... Sacrilegious, not crazy. No, he's waiting on the actual science. <laughs> None of us who have been waiting is crazy. It's not crazy for me to say, you know what? You know that experiment that you're running on the public? I'm gonna wait to see I'm gonna wait to see how this shakes out. You know, that's not, that, that's not, not crazy. crazy. They have, they're still making developments every day. Thank you. Right? <laughs> they're still making developments every day. If you had it figured out, don't tell me that oh we got a new this new pill now. Oh, now we're we're not for nothing. You already know my position when it comes to history and patriotism and whatnot, but you'd have to be a goddamn fool 
not to realize that this is the same people that throughout history have run experiments on the public, like legit, like, well, let's see what this shot does. So anyone who's skittish about it, you're not crazy. You are not crazy. Exactly. I mean, this, uh, man. <laughs> but on another note, I, I thought it was interesting. Did you hear about the protest on, down at Barclays? Which one? This week to say, uh, let Kyrie play. Yeah. It was, actually, it was a Black Lives Matter group. Mm-hmm. It was actually Black Lives Matter Greater New York, uh, okay. which is not really Black Lives Matter per se. I mean, because, you know, anybody could actually use the name Black Lives Matter. It's not, it's not everyone has a monopoly yeah. on that. Um, but uh, what was interesting, it, it was by Black Lives Matter in New York, and uh, that's this brother named Hawk Newsom. Okay. <laughs> I, I laugh because I know Hawk. <laughs> and, um, I mean, it's, 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 uh, I don't want to slander anybody. I don't, I don't want to slander the public. But um, Hawk Newsom. And I guess he serves a purpose, fancies himself to be like the next um, uh, Al Sharpton, right? Oh, I mean, he's okay. steady for me. So, so, you know, therefore... It's, Why Al Sharpton? Uh, because Al Sharpton, now, there are people who do real work, right? We've seen Malcolm X's and we've seen Martin Luther King's who do real work around race and, and trying to uplift the race. And there are some people who just hustle it. Right, I think Al Sharpton was paid twenty five thousand dollars to get that eulogy for Floyd for George Floyd's funeral. Was it twenty five thousand, fifty thousand? I don't know, but what the hell, man? That's why Al Sharpton. That that's why Al Sharpton. (laughs) Al Sharpton hustles this thing up, baby. Al Sharpton serves his purpose, but Al Sharpton did it for the money, baby. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, that that's that's what Hulk Newsom is. So when I saw Hulk Newsom out there. I was like, oh, Hulk just was trying to get some money out of it. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I, I, don't, I shouldn't say that, but, I mean. You know what, though? I'm not the only it, Like, I just got finished railing about how much of public life is a production, a Hollywood production, practically. It's not even Hollywood. At least they got a budget that they'll spend on, you know, the actors and whatnot, special effects and shit. <laughs> okay? It, if that much of our public life actually is a production, you, I really shouldn't be surprised. None of us should be at that subculture of people who are quote-unquote professional activists that are in it for the money, that are quote-unquote hustlers. They're, they're playing on that level of that game. Now, I, can't, I can't 100% hate on them. I hate that I, neoliberal I mean, street, but at the same like time, what are you going to do? Want to, I don't want to sound like that. I don't like it, but I don't want to sound like I'm hating on them. Because, you know, that serves a purpose, bringing attention yeah. to somebody, right? So, as I said, if I said something like that, I, like like Dave Chappelle said, I'd, they put me under the, under, the, under, the, under, the, under the dirt. But a guy like Hawk could bring attention to my situation and give me mm-hmm. more light than I would, I would have otherwise. So, you know, I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not completely deriding it. Again, I don't like it. I don't like when you, you kind of try to monopolize because, you know, my study of Martin Luther King and, and Michael Max is they didn't do it for the money, right? No. It is not broke. But the thing is, right? they grew up, I honestly do believe, in a different era of media control. Media, you still had a, you know, a giant's grip on the public mindset through the media. 
but the media itself wasn't quite as evolved in its control, its methods of control. It was still very top-down. So if the FBI wanted something done, the FBI had to squeeze whatever organization to get its agents in position to do their COINTELPRO shit. Now, the FBI doesn't have to squeeze as directly from up top. You're not going to get the letter from Hoover talking about do X, Y, and Z. Those station heads already got their marching orders. They know why they're there, or else they wouldn't be station heads. So whatever news is coming out of that broadcast has already been scrubbed. It's already been approved. They're not going to air some shit that's going to get them in trouble with their donors or their whoever actually owns that station and advertises on that station. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, media, media. You can blame it on media. I actually, actually, people. I don't quote. I don't just blame it on media. Media isn't the source of it, but it's a it's an enforcing arm of what we're talking about goes on in the greater society. You can't have a racist structure without those different departments, those different arms of the beast already having their marching orders and working in tandem. That's how such a structure maintains itself and can be so overt without actually being de facto and on the books like it was in the past. If I have to change the law to say, everybody's treated equal, but I'm still culturally excluding a group or redlining a group. It's just not on the books. It's just understood between the people in that industry. It's the same way you could have a, a conspiracy of people just out of interests. The banks don't actually have to meet in a, you know, smoky room to fix interest rates. You don't have to do that. Just like you had the, what was it? The London Wales scam. It wasn't because it was on the books that we're going to lend each other money off the side, even though we know we can't afford it to keep the interest rates low. It was just understood as doing business. Hey, you're a broke ass that's fronting too. I'm a broke ass brank that's fronting too. Let's keep this shit going so we can both go play golf later, right? That's right. It didn't have to be an organized plan. You're incentivized to be a dipshit. You're going to have an industry of dipshits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true, that's true. Uh, but I, I'm saying that um, even in that environment, you could still have some who say right and wrong, right? Yeah, but they don't mean, last very long. They don't have to last very long. They just have to have, they just have to exist, right? In other words, they just have to have someone to replace them. Yeah, those, as long as but those exist. systems exist because they wait and see somebody who's stupid like myself and be like, hey, that's unjust. And they go, yeah, that's right. Hey, you're on vacation now. <laughs> and we're going to bring in this other guy who's either slimy at heart or isn't going to say anything. That's how those systems I mean, preserve themselves. And that's why we, we need independent platforms like On The Wake Up Radio. Shout out to Sydney Sydney. Yes. <laughs> because without it, then, because if Netflix does decide to bend the knee to all seven transsexuals that showed up, <laughs> then, you know, they could take down all of Dave Chappelle's stuff, but if he has a, another outlet that's still going to air his shit, that's still going to produce his movies, then you can't you tr- he would then truly be uncancelable. If he really wanted to show his ass, he'd start his own production company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, he, he's already proven that their magic money slips don't control him. So, 
this is he's the type of personality with the actual money and clout that would do some shit like that. He's more dangerous because he's already proven that y'all can't control me. And I'm going to say what I want to say. Freedom ain't free and it don't come cheap, but it is, it is priceless. Uh, So let's move on to, um, what what are your thoughts on Halloween? It's all right. I enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever given any kind of deep thought? Like, like, uh, do, do, do you, do you encourage the, 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 the celebration of? Eh, I mean, I don't find it to be a harmful holiday like most. It's not it's not like covering up anything except for witch murders and there aren't that many witches, so you know, it's not Salem, so I it's not as offensive as a lot of other holidays, I guess. I don't find it to be the you know it's cool. It, it celebrates the harvest, change of season. Where you know us apes love that shit, so we need Halloween. Halloween celebrates the harvest. Yes, okay. it's not just Thanksgiving; it's part of the actual changing of the seasons. Where you're okay. originally noticing that, like, wait, things aren't green and growing anymore. They've changed over to this kind of crumply and dying. <laughs> you know, it marks the season. However you do it, however you mark the change in seasons and time, that's all of our festivals are. You sun worshiping simps, get over it. <laughs> Realize what you're doing. If you realize what you're doing, a lot of these holidays actually become a lot more fun. But if you're stuck in just what's presented to us, yeah, it's all right. Put on some makeup, you know, be a monster, whatever, have some candy. Knock yourself out. So here's my take. Uh, so uh, I'm a, I consider my, myself a student of Malefia uh, Nazi and uh, the concept of Afrocentricity. And I remember reading um, his text and one of the things that hit me was that you should never have to learn. So this, I'm going somewhere with this. You should never have to learn a new language to talk to your God. All right. So if you wanted to convert to Islam, then you got to learn Arabic. The, 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 what doesn't make sense there is that you're, that's not your native tongue. Your God would not make himself so hard for you to get to him, right? God should be communicating to you in your own tongue. I mean, you can translate it. I mean, the whole idea, Jesus isn't even a, you know, that's a Greek translation of a Hebrew word. It was, you know, so it's all been translated. You know, so if, that means it's not yours. And that means that it's, it's not, not anybody's. If that's the case, I mean, if you want to go, if you really want to take it back, that's you point. know, that's the point. So if that's the case, if you can't read Sanskrit, we're all fucked. So don't practice any religion. What <laughs> do you want from me? None of you Babylonian motherfuckers out there, you're all faking it. So just stop. Everybody so, do something else on Sunday. So the idea that you, you're, and therefore that means you don't do anything just for no reason. That's, you know, a celebration should be some kind of purpose, some kind of spiritual purpose. It's not frivolous. Um, uh, Halloween has become completely commercial. I told every other holiday on our calendar, bro. What country are you in? You you want to tell me? Oh, that's the case. Christians better stop celebrating Christmas because you're some money grubbing, worshiping motherfuckers. In don't yeah, nobody talk to me about Xmas. Depends on what is what you're celebrating it for, right? If you're just talking about Santa, then you then you're going wrong, right? Right? Then you're going wrong, right? Uh, if you're celebrating uh, the uh, the the birth of Jesus, then okay, maybe you might you might that 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 might. Then you shouldn't be doing it in the winter. 
Because if you follow the actual wow. religion, the nigga wasn't born in the winter. Yeah, well, then the, the timing is not important. I'm talking about the spirituality of it. It's so am I. You're talking about the solar cross. Like I said, if people actually understood what these holidays were actually doing, it's a lot better. It's a lot more fun. I think, I think that's a beautiful thing. You're literally talking about the regeneration and the universe having a symbol in our sky that we can track and follow. It's like, look, oh, my God, the sun is going to come back. We're not going to all die in a horrible, freezing hell. That's pretty cool. Not to mention the math. But it's not about buying somebody uh, some socks. No, I mean, it it could be if you don't want them to freeze because we're in the winter. That's love, too. Well, you don't got to buy it on that day, then. Just buy it when I'm cold. No, <laughs> that's, that's right. Buy it, when, buy it when I'm cold. I'm actually... That's know, right. My, my feet are cold, right? But that's buy the that. problem. Everybody celebrates it that way. If you actually celebrated, quote-unquote, Christmas, then that shit would be 365, not one day. You're not going to wait until Christmas to give that homeless guy those socks because it's like, here, it's Christmas. Motherfucker, he died of frostbite <laughs> last week when you had the socks, but you're sitting there wrapping them. Give him the fucking sauce. <laughs> yeah, to say you. So the idea is that we should always question why we do things. What are we doing yes. this for? Like, where does this come from? Sure. Like, yeah, you know, we just doing it because we see somebody else doing it, right? These are the kind of questions that got me in trouble my whole life. You know, this is why I'm on this <laughs> broadcast now, asking these kind of questions too often, usually at work. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, district manager, why are we doing this? Don't worry about that. There you go, thinking again. Yeah, yeah. Thinking too much. Don't want to encourage curiosity. God, God forbid. Yeah, no. that's, that's, that's what and, and so, you know, I, I say that to say, you know, I related it to Afrocentricity because mm. right, you should, anything you do, you know, God should speak to you the way you speak. You, sure. God won't hop you around the corner and make you jump through a hurdle. God, your God would make himself, and now, and, and that's also withstanding that I understand English is not our late native tongue. This is not the tongue we're supposed to be speaking. So, you know, that that's was fine. But like, at the same time, like I said, when you understand what these things are, that's how quote unquote God speaks to me. So I, when I do see those crazy mathematical balances and the things that it took our ancestors millennia to track and notice and keep record of, and then finally have it stolen by some Greeks and Romans and claim it as their own, you thieving fucks. But that, to me, that is God speaking to us. All the time. When you understand what you're celebrating, you mean? Yes, that that is beautiful. I agree, I agree, I agree. agree. So I don't have to wrap it up in those other weird disguises. Then it it won't look the same way either, right? It won't look like, Maybe not. No, my my version of it, I'm sure, looks weird as hell to other people. But that's okay. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. I mean, that's but it's it's grounded in some kind of purpose. That's all I'm saying. It should whatever yes. we do should be grounded in some kind of purpose. And look at how much of our ancient architecture and culture is actually based on that. You'd have giant monoliths, entire structures that fit into cities that are molded around solar events. They take thousands of years to fucking line up and it works it freaking works that is amazing we're, we're, and, um, but, in, but instead you could go line up and buy a fucking iPhone you goddamn peasants <laughs> that's, that's our choices right now and most people go with the iPhone because that's what we're raised in that's what we know 
But I'm sure a lot of them would appreciate those other deeper parts of it, too, if we're exposed to them. I'm not sure, again, I'm not sure, right? Because, you know, children nowadays, all they, you know what I mean? Think about what children are exposed to. They go dress up or, you know what I mean? There's no, so the things you're doing is just doing it because you're going through the motions or you're doing it because you did it as a child, but you don't know why you did it. You just, no. you just, you just, just kind of aping around. But anyway, that's, that's a good segue. Milk for babes, uh, strong meat for men. <laughs> Ever heard that before? <laughs> I've mean, you know, heard a version of that. You got to feed them milk when they can't eat meat. When the things are too complicated as the children, you got to give it to them simple. Yes. It's the same <laughs> idea. And unfortunately, yeah. a lot of our society is straight up. It's not even, it's formula. It's not even breast milk because you're not getting all the nutrients, bro. It's not even authentic. It's not even natural. No. <laughs> so uh, we had, I had a pretty interesting discussion over the past uh, week. Um, so a dear friend of mine, uh, Shango Blake. Mm-hmm. So you might have heard me mention Shango Blake on these airwaves. So Shango Blake is a, is a principal out here in Queens, uh, Southeast Queens specifically, uh, who was functioning, meaning so, so well that one of his students, I, I mean, might have been, if I'm, don't, don't quote me on this, but I think like maybe 11 years old, mm-hmm. delivered a baby on a public bus. He had a program in his school which was teaching CPR and things of that nature, right? So awesome. he was there, so the baby was the baby. The child was able to put that into use in real life. So that baby delivered that, a baby. It's okay. He's 11. He's still a baby. Oprah took notice of this and invited the child and the principal, who was Shango Blake, out to a show in Chicago. Okay. And um, Shango Blake was fired for this. What? <laughs> and so, you know, the, the, there's a there's a thing in Southeast Queens, but it's, it's it is citywide, right? Uh, but I'm just speaking specifically Southeast Queens, um, where you fail up. If you're too functional, they're gonna get rid of yeah, you. Yeah. Well, just again, like, that's the system. <laughs> you showed people up. Oh no, you're actually doing things. That's gonna make me look bad. I've been here for years doing nothing. Fire, fire that man. <laughs> He went on Oprah and didn't tell the superintendent, so they fired him. They didn't oh, my God. Him. They fired him. A functioning principal is fired. Yeah. And, well. <laughs> and um, anyhow, so now um, he's since uh, got his Ph.D. and he's his doctor title. Dr. Shango has a pretty good ring to it. Or it could be a Bond villain, too. And his, his father is Dr. James Blake. He, he teaches sociology. At the university, huh. yeah, Dr. James Blake. They both he, he's out the nation. They both out the nation. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, so now there is a program. This is on Fox re- re- reported this, mm-hmm. uh, where they're gonna the state or the this is city. It's a city. It's gonna be spending ten million dollars to implement Black history into public schools. Just teach history. Yeah. Now Just don't manipulate the history you're teaching. And guess now, what? Miraculously, you're teaching black history, too. Because we've been here since the fucking beginning, you bigots. The question is, can you trust them to do that? No, that's why we're in this situation to begin with. Until now, they've been thinking they've been teaching history. They've been saying, we're teaching history. No, you're teaching a version of history. <laughs> it happens to leave out everybody except for old white Mr. Jones. <laughs> so, How about that? 
funny how that works. Desert Dr. Edward Robinson, uh, who was famous because uh, he spent his, essentially his entire life. He died in 94. I should send you a video of him. And he, that was his job. Like, I mean, that was his passion to implement black history in schools in Philadelphia. Okay. Uh, actually, Malefe Asante came up under him, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he died in 2008, I believe, Dr. Edward Robinson. And, and the idea is that, uh, I guess next week, <laughs> cross my fingers, uh, we can have a discussion about it. And he's like, you know what? My mother, that's uh, this, uh, this, this is, uh, I'm talking, to, I'm referring to uh, Dr. Rahman Munash, who is also a professor at BMCC, but he teaches math. Mm-hmm. He's a PhD in... Uh, oh, I met him before Rock, yes. I remember. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one we're doing the, the after-school program. With, and he said, you know, my mother was trying to get, you know, those things into schools when she was young. Mm-hmm. Like, why are we still doing this? And they, so his idea was that everything has to be independent. you got to leave white folks completely out the room if you want to get it right. If you're going to, when it comes to something like that, because you're going to have, it's the same thing we see right now writ broadly with the whole, that's why they reacted so strongly to the idea of critical race theory that they've made into the newest boogeyman. You know, it's not teaching, they've twisted it so it's like, oh, you're going to make white kids feel bad. Not unless those white kids were doing all this terrible shit like a hundred years ago. What, what are you talking about? What about, making black, what about making black kids feel good? I mean, <laughs> but that's not going to make black. That's not going. This isn't about making anybody feel good or bad. It's stating what literally happened. Now, if you feel a certain way because of what happened, then you need to examine that event and how it's impacting you. That's the point of history. They're literally arguing against telling people real history because then they might question the world they live in. That's all this is. Please don't educate our children because they're going to think, holy shit, I've been living in a nightmare and didn't realize it. But you're going to call it critical race theory or you're going to even call it black history. No, just teach history. And the horrors of history will do the teaching on its own. We're violent apes in pants that have been doing crazy shit to each other for as long as there's been history. But if you never actually examine it, you're just going to be the next crazy ape. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I, I just, I just, I thought that was interesting. Again, I am for more, because, yeah, history, you know, we, again, <laughs> I didn't say it at the top of the show, but we do function in the spirit of saying hopeful. And uh, you're supposed to use your, your past to help you navigate your future that we tried to integrate things before. I mean, but I don't that's believe... a system of integrating things. Right. If, you have to, if you have to literally force a person to look at their own history, all right, it isn't even some, this isn't even an act that you're saying you are responsible for. This is just an act that happened that has impacted your present and that's too much drama for you, you are not fit to actually function in reality. You have to preserve this fantasy. But America, America really hasn't had to function in a reality in a while, right? I, I think that's, that's part of the American no. reality, right? Well, that was, the whole, <laughs> that was the point of our success, especially during the Cold War. That was, that was the whole struggle. Yeah. And that level of propaganda that we used to attribute to the Soviet Union, look around you. We've got 
all kinds of supply chain problems. We've got rampant propaganda. You've got military failures through due to corruption and going into fucking half-baked, cooked-up wars. We are living in late-stage Soviet Union. I'm old enough to remember that shit. Instead of the Berlin Wall falling, we're talking about trying to build one a couple of years ago. We are late-stage Soviet Union, folks. We need to fix our shit. Is a philosophy, social, political, and economic ideology and movement whose goal is to establish a communist society, namely a socioeconomic order structured upon the idea of common ownership of the means of production and the essence of uh, social classes, means of production, and the absence, sorry, of social classes, money, and the state. That mm-hmm. doesn't sound like an evil idea, but we have made that idea absolutely, like, devilish. <laughs> well, the Soviet <laughs> Union wasn't really... Because it's like anything else. It's like, it, on paper, capitalism sounds like it should work. But when you have rampant, you know, the kind of crony capitalism that we have here, it can't actually function. We don't have a capitalist system. We have a rigged market system. Well, my point is, how did they turn cap- communism? I mean, mm. that's, that's communism. How yeah. do they make that sound like the devil's religion? They, essentially, that's what if happens. your whole system <laughs> is based on the opposite of communism, which is exploitation of labor, that's going to be the devil's fruitcake as far as you're concerned. Don't touch that. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean and, and, and you got three million, 300 million people to fall for it. It wasn't hard. I mean, you have a captive audience. That was part of that American myth, especially coming out of World War II. You're not supposed to question everything leading up to, like, the Battle of Midway. Then, you know, that's when history starts. And we're the good guys, they're the bad guys, and the world would be divvied up in two. That's why we're having a hard time dealing with this whole China situation right now. We don't really know how to... Huh? Even with a free press and an independent media. Whatever. <laughs> you call our press free and our media independent, you a madman. <laughs> hey. Um. <laughs> you know, you, you can't expect to get real news from a company that's actually owned by the same people who make your weapons. They, you think they're going to be like, you know, maybe we shouldn't blow those people up, even though I make the bombs? No, they're going to be like, who else am I going to blow up? <laughs> I got a whole bunch of bombs here. Is sitting in the warehouse and not going to blow themselves up. I hope. <laughs> Got to use them. So at, at the top of the show, I, I spoke about this uh, true crime series that I that's just started. Actually, it's only episode two. Uh, you know, you, you go check it out on review. <laughs> it's a podcast, so we mm-hmm. I, I, we want to perpetuate podcast culture. But there you go. I found it interesting because it's called Mississippi Goddamn uh, the Murder. It's a good title. And I said, um. Billy Joe Johnson was a football player uh, who was a 17-year-old back in 2008 who a police, during a police stop, uh, the, the attending officer alleges that Billy Joe Johnson shot himself with his rifle in the back of his ear. <laughs> was he also a contortionist in his spare time outside of football? Now... Now imagine this: Mississippi, black black boy, white officer. I'm surprised he didn't say he charged at him. 
from inside the car. And let him touch his gut? Let the, let the guy touch his gut? <laughs> like, and if I'm in that like. bad of a situation, if I'm that kind of a master criminal, and this officer has pulled me over, and I have access to a weapon, and his back is turned, am I going to shoot myself? Or am I going to shoot him? I don't know, Dr. Doom. What's it going to be? <laughs> I think I'm going to shoot myself with my rifle in the back of the head. Sure. What I didn't add, what I add, what I didn't add is that um, Billy Joe Johnson, who was a young black guy, black boy, had a white girlfriend. Oh, gee. He had just was she in the car? Um, he had just left the house. Uh, allegedly, he told his parents he was going out hunting, uh, made a stop at this girl's house, well, I guess they were going through a breakup. And so that's the, the reason. So she, they're saying he killed himself because his girlfriend broke up with him. Man. Mind you. <laughs> so he said he threw rocks at her window. Oh, jeez. Some kind of cockamamie story. Like, uh, you know, wouldn't he have whispered? Like, the girl's name is Hannah. Mm-hmm. When he said that, so she said she didn't know who it was, and they called the police. She thought that the house was being broken, so she called the police. Mm-hmm. And so that's why the police were coming to the scene as he was driving away. So when he heard the police, he, he started driving away, and the cops pulled him over. But they pulled him over a good distance away from the house. Mm-hmm. So it looks like it should have been a chase, but it was never called in as a chase. <laughs> it, it, it's, I mean, I, it's only up to episode two. There's so many different things wrong with this scenario. It's, it's all fucked up. Yeah, it's one of those small Mississippi towns. And um, like we were talking about before when we were comparing Malcolm X and Martin Luther King, it's easy to talk real tough when you're on Harlem on 125th Street with nothing but blacks in all the tenements than when you're in the country and you by yourself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, as I said, Emmett Till, they wouldn't have pulled Emmett Till out of 125th Street. No. <laughs> they wouldn't have went up to the clan would not go up to the fifth floor and pull Emmett Till out of the tenement. No, 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 no. This is why my somewhat namesake was an avid proponent of arming the fuck up. Honestly, I honestly do not understand the amount of black folks that have stayed in those situations, though. That is something that has always actually bothered me. I'm not one, because I'm not one for running, but at the same time, there is strength in numbers. If you are in an isolated area like that, it isn't almost impossible to stand your ground in any real sense. Well, you are outnumbered, you're outgunned, and you're isolated. All bad things. Well, one, you, if you if you live somewhere and you own it, you you don't want to feel like somebody can run you off your land, right? But they can. But they can. Yeah, they don't take that position. It's, it's, it's your land as long as Billy Joe Bob and his four friends don't come for you in the middle of the fucking night because you're by yourself. Now, it's a lot easier to hold on to that land if you got your friends and you got your people, too. That's my point. Well, I, I'm sure he got guns. I'm sure his daddy got guns. I'm sure his mama got guns. <laughs> I mean, I, I, again, I'm not one to... I don't, but I'm whose territory to... are you on? I'm looking at it just again. I can't help it, but just it's a bad tactical situation. It really, and we've stayed in these bad tactical situations out of those habits that you're naming. That you shit's retarded. 
So you would advocate for blacks not living in rural areas straight up? I would advocate for blacks living in numbers in rural areas. You ever heard of a compound? That's a reason why if you go into the Middle East, motherfuckers live in a compound. There's a reason why. There is a reason why you hold territory. There's a reason why those more rural societies that we're so fond of going and blowing the fuck out of live in those enclaves like they do because there's a lot of tribal violence in those parts of the world. And that is exactly what you're describing here. But we want to call it some other shit. You want to name it racism. You want to name it classism. It's still the same tribal violence playing itself out with these other college-named isms. You're describing a murder scene instead of just calling it murder. You're telling me about the diseases that are comorbidities and not the thing that's fucking killing them. There's something to be said for a way of life that a person wants. And um, you say compound, right? As I said, like what what makes a compound? Solid walls, a ring of defense and a way to keep those people in it safe. That is the purpose. You can call it a fort. You can call it a bivouac. <laughs> you can call it a goddamn compound. I don't care what you call it. But the idea is to have a safe space that you control. I believe, I believe you with that word. I believe you with that word, brother. I believe you with that word. <laughs> okay. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. Uh, and I won't. <laughs> you know, but it's a, put it to you this way. We are to this day finding out new ways and methods that a neighboring town was able to wipe out a successful black town. People talk all the time about Tulsa. How many Tulsas were there all throughout the United States, though? That wasn't just that one successful place. It was our shining city on the hill. That was one of many. And how many of them were burnt down, fucked up, had people run out, all of that. But we just, we can't learn, we as a group and as a nation can't learn that lesson if it's never actually talked about in real terms. If it's held out, it's just this one isolated incident of horror and, oh, all those poor bad white people and they did this bad thing, but, you know, we can learn from it. No, look at the actual tale of the tape. Look at the amount of times this shit has happened and when it's happened. These weren't isolated incidents either. These were triggered by economic imbalances. They were triggered by political imbalances and the need most often to reassert those old, dead, and dying systems. What what economic imbalances? Economic imbalances as far as them being a successful town and actually keeping their money flowing. The reason that Tulsa was attacked wasn't because... The white folks had their money. The white folks weren't broke. The white folks had their money. But they had that wasn't a matter of just one person. That was a coordinated effort. That was because that town was successful because they were being out out competed with. That was actual capitalism. And the last thing that actually any American really up in the upper echelons of power wants is real capitalism because then that breeds competition. What we want is crony capitalism. That's why you've had the robber barons. That's why you have the modern day monopolies we do now because they don't compete fairly. Because the system is indeed rigged. Now we either have to learn to operate within that rigged system and be effective, or we're going to be forever marching and talking about the exact same shit that will not change. 
because you're asking people who don't want it to change to change it for you. Or you can develop your own system and completely leave out of the stuff alone and go on and build. Those are your only two options. (laughs) But neither one of those options are actually what people advocate for. None of those, neither one of those options are ever going to be on the ballot. Neither one of those options are ever you're going to hear come out of the CBC. Ever. The squad will never advocate for no real radical shit that's going to work. These are the same people who will forever tell you that your best bet is see now old Joe. Just make sure he don't get too close to your daughter's hair. And you'll be all right. And, and so next week, actually, whoa, um, ah, damn. Yeah, actually, yeah, we didn't mention the election and the and the, the referendum. But, yeah, <laughs> uh, we didn't get a chance to. Uh, yeah, anyhow, that is something that would have been interesting. But uh, we can examine them next week. And I guess when the outcomes is probably going to take a while to get the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Like anyway. But those ref- the, the, the proposals on the ballot are real interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Proposal number one specifically, uh, that's some real convoluted stuff. But uh, what do you cl- any closing thoughts before we sign off, my brother? Uh, actually, I think that I save one of them for next week. I really want to talk about labor. Because we're both, we both enjoy technology and where it's going, but I honestly think it's got a, some real imp, serious implications coming for a labor class Absolutely. and working people in general. But until then, keep your head on straight and examine the things that you're doing, like you were saying with the holidays. You know, take the time to actually examine why these traditions are built up and what they're built on. I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so uh, I'm going to quote uh, Booker T. Washington. All things purely social, let us part like the five fingers on the hand, yet one is a fist on things essential to our mutual development. Until right, next time, on the Wake Up Radio, the, the Appeal, a.k.a. Walker's Bill, Sister Cindy Ashby, producer, engineer, extraordinaire, uh, my man Rob, I am Oz Bryan. Till next time, Africans, Africanettes, and those of you who are African adjacent. And at dinner time we stopped And walked back to the house to eat And Mama hollered out the back door Don't remember Wipe your feet Thanks for keeping the lights on, Deanne on the wake up so here it is y'all are you tired of being censored shadow banned shit are you just tired of creating content and making these platforms famous well I'm asking you to support OTW2 it's the black YouTube why you may say because our content is important and necessary and because anytime we tell the truth they shut us down on their platform so we are behind enemy lines, so we cannot complain. We just got to move accordingly, smarter. So since we know many of our people won't just jump ship and go to a black site, what I'm telling you to do is don't post everything that is great on their platform. Give them purge people a 10-second snippet, a 15-second snippet, and make them come to OTW Tube and come check you out. Support black things or stop complaining. Because only unity, black unity, and black economics can change our situation. Wake up, y'all. OTW. YouTube is where it's at.